This is the Locked On Reds podcast where we've had a bunch of shows. The Reds haven't won. I wasn't even in Cincinnati the last time the Reds won. I was in Las Vegas. Maybe I should go back on Twitter at James Erpine at Locked On Reds. My Lord, what is going on? Where do we start? Maybe we'll just leave the music up and we won't have to get to the, the agony, the misery, the the everything that comes along with talking about this team right now. I'm James Rapine. Great to be with you. Let's get to it. On Twitter, like I said, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and LockedOnReds.com. There's a story now about the 2-13 and 13 Reds on, on uh, the website, LockedOnReds.com. And I tweeted this out today, at LockedOnReds, and I want you to check it out and... Right now, 69% of you say yes, make a change. 31% say no, what's the point? I wouldn't fire Brian Price. I don't think it's going to help. I don't think it's going to change things. I get you having issues with what they've done or what decisions he's made at times yesterday, maybe in the ninth, maybe Russell Iglesias last week, personnel moves. I do get that. But everything he does is magnified right now. Everything he does is magnified. And to me, the optics of firing a manager 15 games into the year after you're letting him throw out there or forcing him to use Giovanni Gallardo, who was washed up. You're forcing him to use Tanner Rainey, who clearly wasn't ready. You're forcing him to use guys out of the bullpen that, let's be honest, we don't want to use out of the bullpen. I don't know what's going on with Amir Garrett. I hope that's not Price, but Amir Garrett should be starting, not Cody Reed. I don't get that. There's been so many mistakes and so many weird things that have happened. It feels like a season full of stuff or a half season. Like it feels like we should be in June or July right now. And instead, the weather outside feels like it's January. And the Reds have two more wins than they did in January right now, which is just ridiculous. Um, Look, it's it's tough. There's a lot to get to. There's a lot to discuss. And I want to start with yesterday because the Reds, they lose three to two. They get swept by the Cardinals. They have lost eight in a row now in nine of ten. And they're struggling like no other. I mean, they're just bad. And for more on that, let's uh, let's hear Brian Price yesterday on the one good thing about the Cincinnati Reds so far. He was outstanding. I mean, I thought it worked really well with Tucker. Um, had all three pitches, threw a couple curveballs, but mostly fastball slider split. And was really acute with his location. I mean, just very, very good. And uh, he didn't give them much. What they did get to hit, they were able to handle and score a few runs, and and certainly enough to win. That's Brian Price on Homer Bailey. Homer pitched well, and Homer's pitched well, and you wonder if he is the guy, if he's going to be their ace. So far, he has been. Pitched well yesterday, went seven innings, and that's the thing is you get that from Homer. Your worst hitter in Billy Hamilton gives you a home run. Adam Duvall, who struggled struggled mightily, gives you a homer. You still lose. It's just one of those type of things, one of the type of scenarios right now where everything is going wrong for the Reds, and I'm not sure when they get out of this hole. I remember on Friday, I said it, and I don't think I said it on the podcast. I might have, but I know I said it on ESPN 1530 from noon to one. I said the Cardinals were going to sweep the Reds. I just... And it sounds like, oh, James, you're being negative. No, I just, I look at this team. What did you see leading up to the series against St. Louis that told you otherwise? Because I didn't see anything. And that's why I I picked the way I did or I I predicted that and it happened. And I'm 
mad it happened, but that's the reality of it. And we'll, we'll talk more about the Reds and whether or not they should fire Brian Price. But I, w- I want you to hear two more things. This is from Billy Hamilton. And we'll get to Billy Hamilton, and then we're going to hear from Joey Votto as well, because things are skidding. The skid is continuing. Things are going off the rails. And Billy Hamilton, Joey Votto, those guys, they got to keep it together. Here's Billy after yesterday's game. You know, I mean, it's, it's tough, man. I mean, no one wants to lose. And like I said, it's just it's, it's, it's been a rough go for us. I mean, things are not falling our way. But like I said, we're, as baseball players, we're going to come here every single day and, like, and, and get better and, um, and uh, just turn some things around. I mean, it's, it's still early, man. Like, I still feel like we're just, we just going to get better. Like, uh, I feel it. Billy Hamilton talks faster than he runs, and that's really fast. Uh, he feels that it's going to change. I, I Look, it's going to change. They're not going to win 40 games this year. It just, it's baseball. They're going to stumble into some wins. They're just not a good baseball team right now. And it was ne- never more evident than this. Uh, Jeremy Rao, Fox 19 here locally in Cincinnati, posted this on Saturday. Here's Joey Votto after the Reds fell to 2-12. and 12. You know, I, I love being reminded of uh, the, uh, I love being reminded of where we stand. You know, we need to be get better in every single aspect. And uh, I would have, I would be upset, at, or not necessarily upset, but a little confused if we were playing well, even though we weren't. If our record show we were playing well, even though we weren't playing well. So for me, I don't feel any sort of way about it. I know that's not really the answer most people want to hear, but listen, I want to be in full control of. Uh, our wins and losses when we're a good team and uh, I'll give you an answer when uh, I feel like we're playing better ball that uh, you know during a rough time that yeah this will pass sort of thing but in the meantime you know it's on us it's it's completely on us so you know I don't feel any sort of way about it to be honest with you that to me shows you that he's at a loss for words that's what that shows me and maybe I'm dead wrong. Maybe I'm crazy. It's, how else is he supposed to feel? He doesn't know. He, he's probably as flabbergasted as us. I don't think Joey Votto expected them to be this bad. I don't think anyone expected them to be this bad. As the Locked On Reds podcast rolls on, let's get to the poll question. Let's get to Brian Price. He said something really interesting, interesting to Marty Brenneman. We'll get to that in just a second here on the Locked On Reds podcast. You know, it's... It's one of those things, man. It's an historically bad start, 2-13. and 13. Maybe you blame the podcast. I mean, we're, this is episode 33. Maybe we're bad luck. Maybe I'm bad luck as far as the Reds go. Um, but a lot of people, in all seriousness, are blaming Brian Price. And I get it. I understand it. He's the head man. You have to blame someone. With that being said, I think for context purposes, at least for that reason, you should listen to this. Here's Brian Price and Marty Brenneman on 700 WLW during the Reds' pregame show last week. Someone wrote the other day that you're managing like you don't really concern yourself with your position. Um, and I get the same impression. I, you know, you and I have known each other a number of years now. We talk about things that we don't talk about with other people relative to this game and whatever else. But I truly get the impression that that is not a concern of yours, managing this club. And you'd have to be living on another level not to know that your name is out there as being a manager under fire. Uh, whatever the term might be. Yeah, of course. I mean, I understand that. I also understand that my obligation is is to these players. I can, I'm not going to hurt relievers uh, putting them in a game a third or fourth day in a row uh, in an effort to to win a game in April. 
because I feel like I have to do that for myself. Right. I'm tr- we're trying to win every game, but I, I, when the roster that I have, I have to use the players that I have. Some of them are, are extremely inexperienced, so I can't constantly call on Hughes and, and, and Peralta and, and uh, Iglesias to pitch every relief inning. I have to be able to utilize that full eight-man bullpen, and if I can't do that, then the guys that, are, that I'm giving the ball to shouldn't be here. Right. Uh, but I'm not going to hurt the players in the process uh, for my own for my own sake. I, I I believe in myself as a manager. I believe myself in my in my in my uh, integrity, and uh, I'm not going to change that uh, to save my own skin. Sure. If if they if if the powers that be at some point in time feel that the leadership needs to be different, that's up to them. But I'm going to continue to manage the the way I feel that I need to manage the game. I think that should be music to Reds fans' ears. To be quite honest, the fact that he and you might not like his decision making. But he's not going to let it affect him, and he probably knows he's walking the the path in, in, in a, a dead man walking, so to speak. And he's probably going to get shown the door We're, at, at the very latest at the end of the season. And that's probably when I would do it. What would a new manager do? In fact, I'm going to make the argument that firing Brian Price after 15 games is bad for business. And it's bad for business because there's not a manager in baseball. There's not a human on earth, in my opinion, that would have much better success than what Price has had. Would they have won maybe a game more or two games more? Maybe. But having said that, it wouldn't be much different. They would still be on last. They would still be struggling. They would still be hitting about what they're hitting with any manager. Any manager. So firing him after 15 games, let's say they did that. And I'm, let's name a big go-to manager, a guy that the Reds would have to kind of woo, so to speak, to get him to come in here and be a manager. Joe Girardi. If you're Joe Girardi and you see that Price was in the final year of his contract, had never been given a lot of talent, and the Reds, who were clearly still rebuilding entering this year, didn't sign any big free agents or any decent free agents. In fact, right now their their free agent class has been awful, and that includes Giovanni Gallardo, who was here for about 10 days, and they spent 750 k on him. With all that being said, you see Price gets fired, and you're Joe Girardi, and you have options. You're a big-time manager. You're, you don't have to be – you're not Brian Price. You don't have to settle for the first job that comes your way. You're going to Cincinnati? No, because optics matter. And the optics, say what you want about the fan base. And, oh, keeping Price says you're okay with losing all that. All right, fine, do it. Fire him because of the fans. But then also realize that maybe the perception about the Reds is, yeah, Brian Price never had a shot. He never was given a decent shot. He had four years there and never had a legitimate roster to win with. And entering year five... They fire him because he starts, and they're off to a bad, bad start. But he's working with what again? He was working with who that could start for other major league clubs. Iglesias would be a good closer on most clubs. Vado would start for most clubs. Outside of those guys, who are we talking about? Think about it. So, fine. You want to move on from Brian Price? Okay. But there's a risk there. And you might say, oh, well, money matters, and they could just throw money at him and all of this, and they could still get Joe Girardi. Fine. But I, I think if I was looking at jobs, and I looked and I, I looked at the, the guy who held a position I was interested in, 
before me, he got unfairly dismissed, I would think twice about that job. And I think you would too. Just a little food for thought here as things continue to unravel in Cincinnati. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Reds podcast. It's great to be with you each and every single day. The Reds, they take on the Brewers tonight. So you can uh, check that one out. 740, 740 tomorrow, Wednesday, 140. Let's hope they get a win. They need to get a W. Eight losses. They're nine, they were nine games out. Let me look it up here before we say goodbye. They are not yet, still not nine games out. And they've played 15 total. Two wins. Yesterday, if they had lost, or not if they had lost, if the game had been rained out yesterday, they would have more rainouts than wins. The next closest team to them at 2 and 13 in the Central, Milwaukee at 8 and 8. Then the Cubs, 7 and 7. Cardinals, 9 and 7. And the Pirates still in first place. I'm James Erpine on Twitter at James Erpine at Locked On Reds. We'll be back at it tomorrow with a longer Locked On Reds podcast. I don't want to react too much to uh, all the L's that the Reds have been taking. How about tomorrow when we react to a W? There's my prediction. Reds win tonight. We'll see. We'll get to that. Um, you'll you'll hear from Marty Brenneman tomorrow if they win. Could you imagine? And this one belongs. I hope. I hope I'm right. Until tomorrow, I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Reds podcast.